$200. A Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 125. Wow, it's like 125 already, darn. But I'm starting to get there, George. Yes, we are. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yep, um, I'm Greg, he's George. This is George's pick for... To, to pick for a game for this special milestone ep- uh, uh, um, uh, ep- podcast uh, uh, number. So, uh, which game do you want to cover this time, George? Uh, Bahama Lagoon. Yes, uh, one of the one of several one of several great SquareSoft RPGs that never came over here in the West, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, was, this uh, translated years ago. One of the very first translation project uh, translation projects projects, as a matter of fact. So, right. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I well. Well, we'll get into it in a moment. Uh, let's give some uh, let's give some basic information to start with here. This was a late Super NES game. I'm uh, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna say Super NES because of course I have it, even though it's actually like Super Famicom. But um, yeah, but you know like what I mean. So <laughs> uh, it came out in Japan February 9th, nineteen ninety six. Um, it's gotten the get the game the game has been re released since then on both the Wii Virtual Console and Wii U Virtual Console. But again, um. Uh, but unfortunately, again, both those times, Japan only. This game still has never gotten an official U.S. release, which is kind of surprising because the popularity of SquareSoft, uh, um, I Square games have these days. But no reason to, though. I mean, you know, it's it's widely available, translated, and everything. So sure, yep, yep. As I mentioned before, this is as I mentioned before, this is one of the first games I knew of that got translated, uh, which is pretty, which is pretty, which is pretty amazing as you would think about it. I mean, like, we've already talked about. Uh, the translators and how the, the, the translators like how hardcore they are with their time and dedication and whatnot. But taking a massive RPG which has loaded with text is one of your first projects to work on. It's like, whoa. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember playing this in college uh, back like in the spring of '98. Kind of back when how, the dinosaurs roamed the earth. Back Sorry. when Super emulators like were very like primitive, but you know they're still. But you know, getting this game. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I remember this game not running perfectly, uh, perfectly like an emulator. Uh, I believe it was. I think it was. I think it was the. I, I think it was like ZS. Yeah, I think it was an early version like of ZSNES. I, I, I don't. I, 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 I'm oh jeez. Yeah, I don't quite remember what I used in those days. But hey, it was over 20 years ago, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, yeah, because I was so yeah, so I was curious to play it because I heard the good things about it. So I played the game, and uh, and uh, this and going back going back to the game for this, for this episode was the first time the first time I looked at the game in over twenty years. Uh, had you played this game before in the past, George? Or, or I have so not. Just curi- okay, so you were just curious to see if how it actually was, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, Bahama Lagoon at its core. This is similar to a lot of other Squaresoft games. 
uh, you know, I, um, you know, there's some, you know, there's some, there's some specific games I'm thinking about. I'll mention here in a little bit that it kind of reminds me of. Uh, this is a blend of RPG mechanics with like squad-based combat. It's the best way I guess to describe it. It's kind of uh, like um, oh geez, I can't remember the name now. Uh, you know what? Keep going on, and I'll try to remember the name of the game. Well, the gameplay reminds me a lot of like Final Fantasy Tactics, which came out like a couple years later. Okay, um, that's that's not a um, that's not a bad comparison. And the graphics, um, and the graphics of this game, and the character models, uh, the character the character models in this game remind me strongly of Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. Okay, yeah, kind of. Yeah, a lot of the same fonts, a lot of the same like character models and sprites used. Uh, the graphics, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so like a lot of, you, there's definitely a lot of like similarities. Um, you basically are playing a, um, a party, of course, of course, like being an RPG game. Uh, a, a mixture of like humans and dragons. Uh, dragons do factor in pretty heavily in this game. The, uh, the title Bahamut is kind of, uh, the Bahamut Lagoon is kind of, kind of appropriate because like there is a race of dragons there, dragons in this world. With Bahamut, the the king, of course, being in charge of them. That's taking over. For, but, um, you know, that's you know, that's from their territory if anybody's played any of the Final Fantasy games. Um, so like you know, dragons or dragons are also an important part of gameplay of gameplay in this game. But anyway, yeah, you're just basically trying to use your party to fight through this, um, uh, you know, to go through the uh, uh, the battles and like you can gain experience and level up and level up like many other RPG games. Your characters have uh, HP, uh, magic points, also experience, uh, equipment, and you also have a. Um, uh, you also have available to you SP draining special, special like elemental attacks, uh, which are very similar to other kind of games. Uh, it's not quite open world. There's uh, in between battles, you can explore your surroundings and walk around and talk to people and whatnot. But there's limited degree as to how you can uh, how much you actually uh, you can explore because uh, there's it's no way. It's very linear. Yep, there's no way to leave the current area, and there's no world map. You um, nope, you so, just keep on going. Yep, very. Yep, uh, as you just mentioned, like very like linear, like linear gameplay. Uh, but uh, um, um, style. Not that's bad. It keeps the game focused, but. So. By the way, this reminds me of Shining Force. Shining Force is a good example too. Yep, you're right. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot the name. But, <laughs> Especially yeah. like the combat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Now to mention, yeah, the uh, the actual the actual fighting scenes itself. Because when you select a person to go into uh, to fight, the uh, uh, the screen changes over to a one on one matchup of like your person on the right and the enemies uh, uh, on the left, and they um, and you see damage being applied to both sides. And you're right, that is very like Shining Forces uh, uh, like like how it does that. Uh, not exactly, because the way that this works is there's two ways to fight enemies you can cast spells on the field and that will mm -hmm. hurt enemies and they don't attack back but then there's like yeah, I was getting a to mode that. yep <laughs> yeah there's an attack mode yep. that turns it into a turn-based rpg combat mode which is really interesting actually so it's not like yeah it's not exactly like shining force where it's like oh hey i'm going to attack this person that's going to bring a cutscene of my character hitting them and then they might possibly retaliate Right. Uh, no, this turns into like a turn-based battle, essentially. Um, and you get to pick your attacks and whatnot. You don't just swing your sword. You can use spells and whatnot. And it's it's really cool, actually. Yeah, and those spells are very critical to advancing the game, especially if they get like, higher up because the spells get like very... You like to use the spells get like more and more powerful. 
Yeah, I think the more you use them, they get more powerful, or is that just by leveling up? Um, I wasn't 100% sure on that. It looks like it's leveling up. That, 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 um, okay. Um, you know, actually, that, you know, actually does that. Okay. So, uh, the dragons, the dragons I mentioned before, have their own like special role to play in this game. Um, you know, they have their own stats, and they also have their own like abilities, uh, which are like unique to the, the creatures. The dragons are very vital in this game, honestly. Yes, yep, exactly. So, um, one other thing that's really interesting to interesting that, that, that interesting in this game, uh, out of battles, dragons will eat anything. Uh, yes. So. Yeah, so, and, but you want them to eat a lot of stuff because like feeding them items is how you actually like increase their power, uh, their stats, um, and, and also increasing up their behavior, uh, which is very strange because like, you know, certain, I didn't get the relationship, but certain items will encourage dragons to act in certain ways, uh, like in battle. So there's actually, uh, so you actually have a chart, you actually can like manipulate uh, the behavior, uh, the behavior, the behavior, and and therefore the and the, the, the and therefore the overall development of the dragon, uh, like you go, uh, like you like you fight you go through the game, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, the dragons are not specifically controlled by you. Yep, correct. Yep, and uh, it's uh, that definitely adds a decent amount to it because like. The dragons are basically their own kind of thing. I mean, you could give them orders like, hey, stay back. Yeah, simple and commands. And heal up or whatever. And yeah. yeah, you get three basic commands you could give them. Right. But um, other than that, yeah, you have no control over them, really. Right. So you can just let them rampage all over the enemy. <laughs> What's also curious in this game is also like how the actual party composition is made up. Uh, you're limited to four people at a time. Of... Uh, uh, fighting right to party, but you can have a maximum of like six parties, uh, which is very, um, uh, so, uh, and some battles, and some battles, um, you know, some battles you have multiple parties, which are alternating back and forth between the use of them, so, uh, yes, yeah, very interesting, like, gameplay here, as far as that actually goes, because that's, like, all that strategy to the game. Yeah. Uh, this, I think this is one of the easiest, um, strategy RPG type of games I've played because I never really struggled with any of the battles or anything. It feels like even even though uh, some of my units weren't getting um, as much experience as the other ones, when you finish a, a battle, it gives everybody experience. Right, which like helps. A flat rate, which is, yeah. which is, yeah, that helps. It's pretty cool. Um, but I never really found myself in a position where I was really struggling. So I, it seems like the pacing was done really well on this game. Yeah, I couldn't find anything online to support this, but I suspect this, uh, but I suspect Square may have aimed this game for like, you know, like, um, you know, like a teens, like a younger audience. So uh, maybe because of the popularity of the Final Fantasy series, possibly, no. um, but I'm not sure, so, but. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the gameplay in a nutshell as far as the, as far as the, uh, I mean, as far as the, uh, um, uh, the critical stuff. Uh, the plot of this game, it, you know, of course, of course, like being an RPG and being square, there's, like, no detailed plot. Uh, it's not very original, I don't think, unfortunately. It, it certainly has a lot of elements with some of the other, like, Squaresoft RPG games. Like, you know. It's a, yeah, it's a typical yeah. square game where, like. Yep. 
Yep. There's an evil empire. You must fight them. But I yep. think it's it, the the over the overarching story is not super creative. Right. Um, it gives you a good enough good enough motivation to keep going. But yeah. the the very like the really good things are like the the underlying story beats that you can find throughout uh, the world when you explore. Sure. Like uh, one of the first areas you go to is like a some sort of like village or something, and you can look at a book and it's like, do you want to read it? And then it if you read it, it brings up this like subplot. Uh, of like the main character and the princess and blah 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 so on and so forth so like you're gonna miss that stuff if you're not looking for it so it's it's really good if you explore um i i really like exploring because i found uh, a, a pornographic magazine and i fed it to my <laughs> dragon and and the magazine was was in the bed and oh man yeah I, I fed it to my dragon. Um, I I don't know if that was a good idea or a bad idea, but yeah, you can feed dragons magazines. It, it's <laughs> insane. I fed one of my dragons like a bunch of swords, and it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> it's so weird. Well, I did say earlier, dragons dragons this game will eat anything, so <laughs> uh, I was not exaggerating about that. Uh, but. Uh... Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I certainly agree with you like with the plot. Um, I mean, I mean, as the game goes on, it does get more interesting. I mean, Square did have a very knack for um, uh, during the time period, uh, you know, very like pretty like interesting plots. So, um, and the characters, that the, um, the character, uh, the character, the main characters in this game are pretty interesting, at least I think. Um, yeah. So. So uh, yeah, you know, there's some, you know, there's some, you know, there's some plot twists to go through the game. Um, like, you know, like different things happen, that kind of stuff, so, uh, it feels very Final Fantasy-ish, uh, partly because a lot of people from the, um, because a lot of people from who worked on Final Fantasy games worked on this project, um, so like, you know, the main creator, the supervisors, directors, story event planners, they all came over to work on this pro uh, project, so, um, so that kind of explains some of the Final Fantasy-ish feels here, uh, I have this game. So, having said that, I think this game has enough unique stuff to it to make it stand out from the Final Fantasy games. Yes. Um, yeah, it is like you know, like I said before, kind of it kind of feels across. Um, it kind of feels like a cross, uh, a cross to me between like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics and some of the some of the Final Fantasy Super NES games. Uh, which uh, you mentioned me earlier, George, some Shining Force stuff I throw in here too for good measure. Uh, it's a very interesting mix. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the game's not overly long as far as an RPG goes. It's about like you know, 35, 40 hours probably. Um, that's. Isn't that like a like a typical uh, amount of length for an RPG or uh, for an average game? An average game like this time period, yeah, about that. I mean, some games are longer because they have like more more stuff to do or right. <laughs> car grinding. But you know, this game doesn't really have like either one of those things like in like in uh, prestigious amounts. So, um, but yeah, you know, I definitely agree with you about the difficulty. There are a couple areas where I had to like grind a little bit, but not that really that bad. Uh, how do you, you grind? Know, can you like just leave the battle and try it again, or how do you uh, grind? You can do that. You can also. Um, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Weird. Yeah, yeah. You can also. Uh, so you can also use different characters in the battle because certain characters gain XP certain uh, different ways depending upon the stats they have, and the items that they're equipped. So right. that also like affects things a little bit too. So. 
I mean, I, I mean, yeah, this game doesn't have. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. This game, this game doesn't. This game does not have grinding, grinding in, in, in the traditional sense. But what you think about grinding? But, uh, but you can do it a little bit. So, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, the graphics of this game, being graphics of this game, like being a Elite Super NES game, are very, very good. Uh, they remind me kind of like the, um, uh, like, the two like before, like Final Fantasy VI Chrono Trigger. Uh, definitely a lot of similarities with like in those games that have the graphics, the graphics, the graphics, the graphics are look uh, are, are looking feel in this game. Uh, some very nice, you know, cloud effects and whatnot. I thought they were very nice. Um, you know, like a, you know, like a good use of color, like you know, like very good use of the Super NES. Certainly, uh, our, our, our processors are certainly pushing the system like there's limits. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack's also very good. Uh, I mean, like you know, yes, Square, yes, yep. I mean, like you know, well, well, of course, Square Super NES period. Of course, it can be good, but oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a Square game and it's a yeah. Super Famicom game, of course. But yeah, very good soundtracks. I'm very, um, uh, yes, I really. Like, I yep, some very like you know, like unique music. I think here. Uh, I mean, also like this game, like very, they're very fitting for the, um, you know, fitting for the environment, fitting for the game, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, being RPG controls are pretty basic. Like no problems, like figuring that stuff out. So. Um, the translation, the, the translation is very, very good. Uh, but, um, uh, the, the, the patch available now is a updated version of the one that was available, like, way back when. So, uh, I never really didn't see any issue with it. Uh, everything seemed to flow smoothly. No problems of editing, no problems of graphics, or, like, that kind of stuff. So, the, uh, so, like, very, like, so, uh, so definitely very well, like, uh, translated by this point. I had to make sure I was using the right core, because I started playing, and then... Mm. It, it was all sorts of messed up. Um, so, so my what were you playing it part, on? My what? Uh, what were you playing it on? Uh, I think the base. I think the default core on the Pi is SNES nine X twenty ten. Okay, all right, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I had to go and play it on the two thousand five core. Um. But uh, my favorite part was uh, when you would hover over, uh, like, items or special attacks or whatever, and it would actually just give, like, the wrong description. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, I obviously knew it was already messed up anyway, because, uh, like, the whole GUI and everything was just an utter mess. It was broken and oh man it was really weird but uh sounds yeah, yeah sounds rough and then yeah no big deal <coughs> uh yeah so uh uh complaints uh, i really don't i really don't have too many complaints about this game uh, most of it flows pretty well i mean the story as you already mentioned is pretty generic but you know meh you know it is what it is um the uh so the only drag issue I have is like sometimes they're like, uh, "Hey, this quote-unquote cutscene's over. Now you need to figure out who to talk to, where to go." And I, <laughs> I got lost on that ship the first time. Yeah. I was like, where do I need to go? And I, yeah, it was it was annoying. But that was like the only, that's the only complaint I have really is sometimes you just gotta try to trigger the events, but you don't exactly know how to do that right yep yeah so uh um uh yeah so uh 
Yeah, so the yeah, so the only other issue that I had was that um, it's not always clear about like you know. Uh, I mean, you can but you get used to it. Uh, but early in the game, you're not really the, the game doesn't really communicate very well about like what kind of magics or uh, magics are magics are best against what kind of environments and enemies uh, because that has a huge um, uh, like a huge impact on what does what because you know like. Um, you know, for example, like fire can like, you know, uh, burn out forests, you know, ice can like, you know, like motor freeze rivers, that kind of stuff. So uh, it's, which is all like very, very important parts of the game, of, of the game, because of the game because it makes battles a lot easier, but the game doesn't really communicate that very well. So it takes some trial and error to get used to it. But, you yeah. know, once you get over that hurdle, it's fine. So. Uh, being a late Super NES game uh, in Japan, the game didn't sell blockbuster numbers, but it sold all right. It sold about 500,000 copies. So, I mean, uh, you also need to remember, like, Japan uh, holds on to their console generations longer than right. basically any other region. So, yep. it could have been, yeah, it, it was pretty late in the Super Famicom's life, but uh, I don't remember exactly when they dropped support. But if you look at the Famicom, they dropped support with, with the, the original Famicom, like, what was it like early 2000s like Something they were like still that, yeah. like there were companies still making games for the famicom up until you know yeah, yeah. even the, the the ps2 was out and they were and companies were still making famicom games so right so yep. uh which is the main reason this game didn't come out here like uh, um like in the west uh there was a um oh uh, yeah way too late nobody would yeah. buy it yeah. apparently yeah, yeah apparently square was looking because apparently square was looking at uh, Square's talk internally about about uh, at least about this game front mission uh, like in the West, um, but Crow Trigger did not sell as well as, like they hoped because that was such a late Super NES game. So yeah. That the, like the the time and the time and money put into it like would be worth it, so it was canceled. Well, they made up so. for it. They have Chrono Trigger on like everything now, essentially. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yep. Well, I I mean, well, I mean, Crow Trigger. Chrono Trigger didn't sell badly. Chrono Trigger just didn't sell as well as it might have if the game come, you know, the game hadn't come out like so late. This isn't life, uh, right. lifespan because the PlayStation was already out by that point. So, um, uh, so just some, like very tough cut. But that's uh, that's why they released Chrono Trigger on the PlayStation. <laughs> eventually, eventually, seven years later, yes. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, badly optimized port of the game, but it was on there. So. Oh, whatever. <laughs> It's because uh, it's got a load. It's on a disc, Greg. It's not a cartridge. Well, luckily the DS version of the Chrono Trigger is like excellent, so it doesn't and it doesn't have that like you know so a problem with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just yeah, I'm just surprised this game's ever yeah, I'm just surprised this surprised this game's story surprised this game's story never gotten like an official release uh, like over here. But um, I'm sure maybe maybe at some point they will. I don't know. They've been doing some interesting work with the Switch. Uh, mm. They recently released that uh, Secret of Mana collection or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and one or two of the games were Japanese only that they finally brought over. So they're doing some good work with that. You know, they also uh, remade uh, Romancing Saga 2 and put it on the Switch. Yeah, yep, so, that's right. Yep. So. So, so, uh, stuff. so uh, yeah. So, like I mentioned before, the game sold the game sold reasonably well in Japan. Like when it came out, uh, Famitsu gave it a score of twenty nine to forty, 
Um, 29 out of 40? Yeah, 29 out of 40. Wow, okay. So, uh, more recent reviews of the game are much better than that. Uh, the average rating of the game now is like, um, is uh, pr pretty high scores, like, you know, 4 out of 5. Uh, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty universal across the board for the, uh, do like this game. So, as far as it's, um, you know, as far as it's, like, reception today. So, yeah, this is still a very, like, popular game. Uh, so, uh, let's see. And, uh, reflecting that, and as reflecting that, uh, reflecting that, you know, if you want to obtain a copy, uh, obtain a copy of the game to actually play in, like, physical hardware, uh, you know, for example, like retcons, as opposed to like you know playing through emulation. Uh, like most Japanese-only games, the game's available on eBay in two different formats. You either can buy the imported Super, the imported Super Famicom cart, uh, or people have also taken the time and effort, like unusual, with usual, usual games like this, to make a unofficial, uh, unofficial, uh, realistic-looking uh, Western release, uh, as if the game might have looked to actually, to actually had come out here in the West. Uh, the translated games were put onto a ROM with a US-style uh, cart, US-style label, even like a US-style uh, um, packaging has been made for uh, a packaging. A packaging has been made for this. So, uh, depending upon how you want the game, that will affect the price. Uh, the price of the game if you look on eBay for it. Uh, so, cart only. Uh, there are some copies available from North American sellers. Uh, if you want the Japanese version of the game, uh, you can expect to pay about. Uh, around like you know five, like five the five dollars an average, like this card, like pretty cheap. Wow, that's uh, really good. Uh, if you want a repro, a repro version, a version of it, uh, this is more expensive, expensive. When you think about the time and effort, the, the time and effort that was put into making it, I think the price is reasonable. Uh, those usually, um, uh, those usually, those usually sell on eBay for twenty five, thirty dollars. But really, that's not like bad. No, I mean like you know that I mean like you know. Did your matter like how you want the game? I mean, like you know, so the repro they did all the work for you. Like, all you gotta do, um, all you gotta do, you know, so all you gotta do is just just put the card in your system, like, and play. So, um, CIB copies are more expensive. Uh, Japanese only Japanese versions of the game from North American sellers uh, that were that were complete recently have sold anywhere from eighteen uh, eighteen twenty seven dollars. That's really good. Uh, and the repro, I, I mentioned before, people have also made up like mock, like mock manuals and boxes to go along with the game. Uh, so if your collector wants to have an actual, like, a quote unquote authentic uh, Bahamut Lagoon for your collection, uh, those have sold anywhere from 85, 85 to $150. Oh, okay. Now that's getting a little expensive there. Well, more work involved, like, you know, like more effort. So, uh, and not as many people who. And that's many people, uh, 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 people who would be interested in it. I forgot to mention, uh, the game's not, the game's not super common on eBay, but you can't find it on there. There's 70, 70 copies of the game currently for sale that includes both Japanese repros. Uh, and right now, when I looked at this a, a few days ago, uh, there were, um, uh, there were eight copies of the game that sold recently. Uh, those were all, um, you know, again, a mix of, like, a mix of, like, cart and, uh, cart repo versions. Uh, as you would expect for an RPG, there's tons of secrets, uh, secrets and stuff in this game. Uh, there's three secret characters, uh, there, are three, there, are three, there are three secret characters that you the characters that you're gonna lock, uh, by talking to everybody in some of the chapters, and also, like, you know, um, uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much that's how you find them, just, like, you know, like, talk to everybody and find somebody hidden. 
to unlock a few characters. Uh, once you uh, 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 once you finish the game, uh, you have a you also have a new game. Uh, you also have a, you also have a new game plus mode available to you, uh, which is called EX Game. Uh, uh, in this version of the game, you're able to keep your levels, items, and gold, so you can go through the game again that way. Oh, nice. Uh, there's also uh, 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 there's also a trick to give to give one of the dragons uh, some mando, like give him the HP, if you want to. So, and there's also a way to access the music in the game, a sound test. Uh, to do that, you hold the L and R buttons and push reset to bring up the um, to bring up the music test screen. Hmm. So, so those are the big secrets. Um, so overall, uh, this game's still fun to me. I still enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, I still enjoyed it today as much as I did like twenty years ago. Uh, it's um, you know, like George mentioned, the game is somewhat, so, somewhat, somewhat simple. Uh, but that's necessarily. I mean, that's yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily make it like a bad game. Uh, I recommend this game for anybody who enjoys classic RPGs, who's looking for a more tactical flavor, uh, flavor like of their RPGs, like I like Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, and also, you know, and also like not too overly as, well, you know, as involved or complicated Final Fantasy Tactics as I suppose, but, <laughs> uh, kind of a good, like, you know, beginners, beginners, beginners to a tactic RPG, I suppose, uh, now that I think about it. So, like, you know, still a lot of fun. Like, still up pretty well, on the, uh, still up pretty well today. Uh, George, was your curiosity rewarded or were you disappointed by the game? No, I thought it was a good game. Okay. I thought Did it was you go pretty creative with the whole dragon feeding thing. Oh yeah, sure, definitely. So uh, yeah. kind of like kind of like predates some of the some of the uh, some of the some of the Dragon Quest Hero games. We uh, uh, we do like some of that stuff too. I guess so. I haven't played but, any of those. Uh, did you beat this game or did you uh, beat no. this game or did you? Okay, all right. Uh, do you remember how far you got in the game? Nope. Okay. I put a decent amount of time into it. I remember that. Okay. Yep, fair enough. So, uh, but yeah, so like, yes, yeah, definitely like a, yeah, definitely like a good game. Uh, you know, like I said before, kind of a shame that the, uh, you know, shame this game didn't come over here in the West, but, you know, it is available, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, in uh, uh, numerous ways. So, yep. um, but uh, yeah, so if you enjoy, you know, if you're looking for like a beginner, uh, a beginner's, a beginner style tactical RPG game to play, um, you know, enjoy, you know, and you enjoy Square Games, Square Games, and, um, you also uh, doubly so like your dragon fan. Uh, you know this one's a you know good game to check out. Yeah, check this game out and feed your dragons pornographic magazine. <laughs> I don't know. Final Fantasy Four had a reference to that also. There was a um, uh, you know there was a you know there was a there was a hidden development room that was only in the Japanese the Japanese version of the game where you could find stuff like that. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So. Square likes having that, um, you know, you know, like their games like Easter eggs, but yeah, and sometimes, yeah, and sometimes, you know, yeah, and sometimes also not like, sometimes also like not so, not so Easter eggs. Uh, uh, so you may remember when we covered Final Fantasy VIII on the PlayStation, the PlayStation, PlayStation Power podcast a, a while back. Yep. Uh, halfway, uh, ha you halfway through, uh, halfway through the game, uh, Squall's friends are trying to encourage him to hook up with Renoah. And yep. so, <laughs> yep. and so, like Zelda behind a pornographic magazine is like inspiration. So, <laughs> I remember this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. So, so it's got more mainstream in Square Games. They don't have to hide it anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, 
Anyway, uh, thank you again, everybody, for listening to the podcast. As always, as always, I appreciate it. Um, if you have any feedback, questions, comments, suggestions for games to cover, that kind of good stuff, you can either reach in the Facebook group, uh, or you can also send me an email if you want to. That email is yesandyespodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, if you, we also have a Patreon if you want to. Uh, we can also, uh, uh, those dollar a month, you can get benefits such as like uh, being shouted out at the end of the episode, as I'm doing right now for Chad, Richard, and Savannah. Thank you for your support. Uh, being able to dictate episodes. Uh, like also being able to announce um, um, uh, getting early access, which uh, what George does the work for again. So thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, I also would like to take a moment to mention a um, uh, uh, to plug um, the business that our first and our longest uh, biggest supporter Chad is the, Chad uh, has on the side. Uh, he also runs the. Uh, uh, so he also runs the arcade the, the arcadecup.com website, uh, which is spelled uh, A R C A D E C U P. It's like arcade cup, like one word. So um, he uh, he on the site uh, does a very important important job if you are a um, uh, collector or somebody who enjoys like classic like classic arcade games. Uh, he will fix, restore, and repair monitors. Which if you know anything about arcade games, George, oh, those old that's uh, those super old, important. Yeah, because they're not making CRT monitors anymore. So a lot of people are just replacing them with LCD screens now, which are fine in most cases, but they don't have the same like flair the first game that uh, um, I know the original game has. So, uh, but yeah, so um, yep. So if you have any needs to a, yep, so if you have any needs to get your boards repaired or reconditioning or or reconditioning or or reconditioning or like be like looked at, like always look at boards for you to find out. uh, uh, um, uh, depending on what's wrong with them, uh, check him out. He's running the sites, you know, he's running the sites since 2005. Uh, excellent reviews. Uh, like very good, uh, like very friendly, like uh, website. Um, so, um, yep, that website again is arcade up, arcade cup, sorry, uh, dot com. So, anyway, uh, so uh, the Patreon can be found at www. Um, uh, Patreon. com forward slash the SNES podcast. Uh, so check it out if you're so inclined. Uh, George, where can people like reach you at? Uh, Twitter, I guess. Okay. Uh, I'm on there. If you're interested, my handle is at underscore Derpkin underscore. That is underscore D-E-R-P-K-I-T-T-E-N underscore. And yeah, that's about it. Alrighty. So next time on this podcast... Uh, we are going to be uh, looking at a game that. Um, yes, okay. Want to make sure I have the right. Uh, yep, sorry. Push. Make sure I have the right game here. Uh, another Patreon pick. Um, we're going to be looking at a uh, platformer game. George's favorite, unfortunately, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a secure game. I never heard of this game. Uh, Super Widget. Which is apparently a Super NES and enhanced version of uh, enhanced version uh, enhanced version of, like an NES game called Widget, which is based off a cartoon. So uh, there's some pretty unique gameplay elements in this game. I've already played it a little bit. Uh, you may be, well, I, I don't think you'll love it, George, but I think you'll at least be able to tolerate the game because it has some like very like unique like unique stuff to it. So it's not your traditional uh, platformer game, that's for sure. All right. So we're gonna be looking at that next episode. Uh, as always, uh, we as always we appreciate the as always we as always like we appreciate the, appreciate the support very much. 
Uh, we're also available like on iTunes, uh, so feel free to check us out. Um, Lipson has all of our back episodes to listen to if you want to. Uh, and we are working, and we're working about trying to get some more guest hosts uh, on the show, and also some more uh, episodes episodes coming up. Uh, one twenty five, probably not, probably not too soon to think about the probably uh, check about the one fiftieth episode. Uh, George and I, George and I, were, were, were do something uh, different like that episode. So which we're talking about, like, we're, uh, uh, we're talking about talking about talking about like what we're gonna do. But um, you know, it's a year off. But you know, like you never be like too early, right? Right. <laughs> so as always, uh, we appreciate your support. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, and yeah, nice to have a game where dragons, to dragons are portrayed in a good light. Um, you know, because a lot of games are the. A lot of games, a lot of games, they're evil. So, kudos for... But that's because dragons are evil, Greg. Not in this game, they're not. <laughs> or are they? Ooh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and that thought-provoking dote will leave you. Uh, th- thanks again, everybody. Take care. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.